You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Morning Breath Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 14th, and we're going to get into 2 Samuel chapter 7. Really cool book of the Bible. A lot of, a lot of the history we know about Israel and King David and all that's going on in this chapter, so it'll be fun. What we do is we uh, read the chapter, spend some time in it, and then we do that at home, and then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever the Lord leads us in the chapter. We don't prepare a message. We just prepare our hearts and listen for the Lord, what He's speaking in our own lives. And and I always do it with a co-host. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Pastor Christian? I'm doing great. And I just have to say, happy to be doing the program with you. I miss, yes. miss spending some time on the air and getting to get in the Word with you. It's yeah, always good. It's good to be back. Yeah. Things are going really great. We um, want to let you know ways to be able to stay connected. The easiest is our East Coast app, which you can find on the Apple or the Google Play Store. Just search the words East Coast app, and there's a blue background with a little white cross. And you, or excuse me, with a no, little East changed. Coast logo. Yeah, oh, I was trying to say the right thing, and I said the opposite one. Okay. Or you can go to the website, which is eccc.us. You can go in there for info, events, past sermons, yeah. and morning breath episodes. Or you can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we'll be honored to either email or mail out a morning breath devotion guide or anything you ever want to know about East Coast. Yeah, it'd be fun. We, we get connected that way. So what do you do at East Coast? Just for people that are listening yeah, that's out great. there, what's, uh, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, that's fun. So I've been at East Coast for over 10 years. My wife and I serve at the Vieira campus. And currently, because my, my role's changed a few times, which is fun about being part of church, is we're the associate campus pastors at Vieira. And I'm the project manager for our new building project. So we're building a building in Vieira. Yeah. And I'm loving being a part of that, as well as the Rise and Build campaign and Legacy. A lot of stuff that's going on with just building to the future. So yeah. amongst other things, but those are kind of the main ones that, that keep me busy day in, day out. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thanks for doing Morning Breath with me. Yeah. So um, what do we, we got a couple of things going on at church, yeah. really kind of a big week. It is. Are we in the middle of that week? Yeah, we, we are. are. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Let's do it. Talk about it. Yeah. So we are in the middle of our prayer week is that this is day two as we invite you to be a part of this. If you're catching this early on is it's at 7 a.m. or you can still be there tomorrow for the next one is we're taking every day of this week meeting at seven at our Merritt Island location at the parkway. And we're just dedicating the, the first hour of the day there, seven to eight to prayer. And we're doing a reset series. So we're encouraging you to kind of reset. It's similar to what we do in January with the yep. fast, but we yep. thought, hey, we need one right now too. Yeah. Let's we probably, just... probably needed eight resets in the yeah. past eighteen months, but yeah. I, I can really relate to that. Absolutely. I really am encouraged about doing that, and so excited. It's been a blessing to me as well. And I'm preaching this next weekend yeah. on the on the subject of reset. Yeah, some things like that. We're also our night of worship right in the falls middle of right it. in the middle of it. So at six thirty, yeah, tomorrow night, yeah, we're doing a night of worship, which is basically all worship. With uh, maybe a word of encouragement, Pastor yeah, Metal, couple of minutes to shoot out something there from the kingdom of God, and just something that's on his heart, and maybe something that God speaks right in that service. Yeah, and so that'll be fun, and it's always a 
an incredible environment. In it there. is. Yeah. Yeah. And one more event we have coming up. What's this that? is going to be our East Coast Kids Live. That's on Ooh. September 17th at 7 p.m. And if you've been around East Coast for some time, this is similar to our Kids Explosion event. Is It's family friendly for kids K through sixth grade. We'd love to have you come out and be a part of that. You can get all the information on our website or on our app. That'd be cool. Yeah. And that's at seven. Yeah. And that's one night event. Yep. Friday night. Oh, is yeah. that what it works out to be? Yep. Friday night? Cool. Let's do that. You doing good, Nick? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, let's get in the chapter today. We're in Second Samuel chapter seven. That's a good one. And uh, twenty nine verses. So it's a little bit, a little bit bigger chapter. Yeah. Where do you want to split it? There's, you got which translation you're in? I am in New Living Translation. Okay. So I've got a really good break here. If you want to do it at the top of that's a long one there. Is um I can take it from sixteen on or fifteen on? What do you prefer? I uh, take it from fifteen. All right, fifteen forward. I'll read fourteen. All right, I'm one through fourteen actually. I must say unto you, read, sir. Okay. Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around, that the king said to Nathan the prophet, "See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside ten curtains." Then Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But it happened that night that the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Would you build a house for me to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in a house since the time that I brought the children of Israel up from Egypt, even to this day, but have moved about in a tent and in a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about with all the children of Israel, have I ever spoken a word to anyone from the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from the following, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I have been with you wherever you have gone, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and have made you a great name, like the name of the great men who are on the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously." Since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies, also the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the son of men. Verse 15, but my favor will not be taken from him as I did from Saul, whom I removed from your sights. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me all for all time and your throne will be secured forever. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord had said in his vision. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed, who am I, O sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, sovereign Lord, in addition to everything else, you speak of giving your servant a lasting dynasty. Do you deal with everyone this way, O sovereign Lord? What more can I say to you? You know what your servant is really like, sovereign Lord. Because of your promise and according to your will, you have done all these great things and have made them known to your servant. How great you are, O sovereign Lord. There is none like you. 
We have never heard of another God like you. What other nation on earth is like your people, Israel? What other nation, O God, have you redeemed from slavery to be like your own people? You made a great name for yourself when you redeemed your people from Egypt. You performed awesome miracles and drove out the nations and gods that stood in their way. You made Israel your very own people forever, and you, O Lord, became their God. And now, O Lord God, I am your servant. Do as you have promised concerning me and my family. Confirm it as a promise that will last forever. And may your name be honored forever so that everyone will say, the Lord of heaven's armies is God over Israel. And may the house of your servant David continue before you forever. O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, I have been bold enough to pray this prayer to you because you have revealed all this to your servant, saying, I will build a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For you are God, O sovereign Lord. Your word is true, and you have promised these things to your servant. And now may it please you to bless the house of your servant so that it will continue forever before you. For you have spoken, and when you grant a blessing to your servant, you, O sovereign Lord, it is an eternal blessing. Amen. Interesting. Yeah. Now you used, uh, your translation used, O sovereign Lord, uh-huh. several times. Yeah. Other times, it just like verse 25, it just said, now, O Lord God. Yeah. Is that correct? Let's see. And now, O Lord God. Yeah. I'm your servant. It's yeah. interesting. It, David actually, in this uh, prayer or conversation he's having with God, yeah. And I think it's interesting he went and sat before the Lord. Yeah, that is good. I don't know. I just, that just kind of hit me. Yeah. Uh, you know, he wasn't on his face. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on his knees. He wasn't in worship, so to speak, like what we might, you know, yeah. categorize worship, yeah. you know, standing and singing. And yeah. he's a songwriter. He's a, you know, m- a musician. He's not playing an instrument. Yeah. He just has a, has a seat. M- maybe like you did at Morning Breath this morning yeah. or I did at my, my kitchen table. Yeah. And uh, just sat there and began to talk with God. I thought that was cool. And then the phrase, oh, Lord God, is all the same in my Bible all the way through. It doesn't change from sovereign sovereign Lord to oh, Lord God. When he is saying, uh, oh, sovereign Lord, Mm -hmm. in most cases, it's he's actually saying what we would know in in. In the original language, Jehovah Adonai, okay. that he's saying through there, and that's verse 18, verse 20, verse 28, verse 29. Mm-hmm. But then he switches up and says Jehovah Elohim, okay. which means God of power. Yeah. And that's in verse 22. So I thought that was interesting. Verse 22, read that one again for me for the New Living. Yeah, absolutely. Verse 22 is, O great you are, O sovereign Lord, there is none like you. We have never even heard of another God like you. Yeah, so it uses sovereign Lord there, but it isn't actually sovereign Lord. Uh. It's at, instead of the Adonai, it's the Elohim. Yeah. And I just bring out this point. He talks about God's, you know, sovereign sovereignty, meaning he's all powerful. Yeah. And he's making the decisions on everything anyway. Yeah. And so there's kind of this picture of Lord of the first way he terms God as grace, as you're able, this is your decision, you can do what you want because you're the sovereign Lord. And and that doesn't mean God's crazy or schizophrenic. God told us what he wanted in the scripture. So yeah. never use God's sovereignty as an excuse for God's schizophrenia because he's not. He's very, very consistent. Same today, yesterday, and forever. Yeah. Very good scripture to use on that. So basically, said, there you are, God. You can do, you yeah. can, you can say what you want. You can make any decision you want. 
But then he throws in, and you have the power to back it up. And I like that, that he had the power to back it up. Yeah. Because this is a pretty big deal. <laughs> that th- This is the Davidic covenant. Yeah. There's some firsts that are going on in this chapter. It's mm-hmm. the first time we see Nathan. He's never been mentioned in Scripture before. Yeah. And in fact, that's a little bit different. And if you're you real, really study the Bible, you see, I think it was Gad. I don't know if I got that right. Uh, the prophet that he communicated with when he was on the run yeah. and in captivity, I think his name was Gad. Or I, I, I might not have that right. Not confirmed. But it was a different prophet through all that time he was communicating with and getting the word of the Lord from while he was in captivity. But now that that not in captivity on the run now that he's you know had this big defeat of his enemies he's built his own home he's living there he's kind of in charge and all that stuff large and in charge now he's talking to nathan yeah and nathan and he uh, are close and i just i ask that question too is is this a normal thing for him to sit around and talk to nathan because it says here um now that the the king said to nathan the prophet did he kind of keep him around? Was he close? I think he was. And one of the reasons I think he was close is I think Bathsheba had four children with David, and he named one of them Nathan. And I don't know about you, but if you name someone after yeah, someone pretty, you're working with, yeah. living with, doing life with, what an honor. Yeah. that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And so now Nathan's new. He appears on the scene. Now there's the Davidic covenant, which the Davidic covenant's super important to everybody. It's super important to David. It's super important to Israel. And it's super important to believers, Christians. Because in this chapter, when he's saying, I'm going to build this legacy for you and all of this stuff. Yes, he's talking about Solomon, like where where he says, I'm going to have him build me a house. But... He's talking about Jesus in verse 14, where he says, I will be his father and he will be my son. Absolutely. And uh, that type of language there, any, you know, you can mix that back and forth. But we know from all over in the New Testament that, um, in fact, I think I'll read one. Luke chapter 1, verse 32. Matthew, Mark, Luke 1. I'll get there real quick. Hang on. Uh, verse 32, one more page turn. It says here, um, I'll go back to 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son he shall, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Yeah. So here, uh, there's an acknowledgement that Jesus is coming from the lineage of David, and we know that to be true. And so this is a this Davidic covenant is kind of the glue between Old Testament and New Testament, between God and what he's doing with Israel yeah. and God what he's doing with building the body of Christ. And so it's a big deal. This chapter is, you know, a little bit disappointing for David. In the sense of, I'm going to build your house. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's yeah. disappointing. You got blood on your hands or other things, or it's going to be for a future Now, that generation. doesn't say that in here. Yeah. We know that from another spot in Scripture that yeah. one of the reasons God made that decision was because he was a man of war, yeah. and there was a lot of, not murder, 
but killing of yeah. people, yeah. Uh, blood on his hands from all the battle that he fought. And Solomon really never really fought any battles. Yeah. And he got to focus on, you know, building the house, building the, the house legacy, yeah. and, and, and that type of thing. So when you look at this, you think, wow, there's a lot going on here and there is that disappointment. But what I found in life that very often disappointments are his appointments. Yeah. That that's good. That when we're disappointed in life and it doesn't work out the way we think it's going to, yep. God actually uses that to do something greater. And God did something huge in comparison to letting David build a building and kind of have his name on it, you know, yeah. built by David exactly. for for Jehovah Adonai. Yeah. It's like um, getting the library at the university yeah, yeah. with your and, name. And yeah. so, yeah, you know, the Bush Library, woo, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he went way beyond that. So, look, yeah. I'm going to build a dynasty, yeah. and I'm going to increase the kingdom and actually birth a Messiah through, through your, your lineage. lineage. Yeah, it's crazy. And so it's it's a big deal. There's a lot going on in this chapter, yeah. and this is like, well, you could have had this little award for building this building, or you could actually have a connection that says to the Savior forever. Yeah, and and we also know that David was the king that God judged all other kings of Israel. Yeah, um, you know, from he either walked in my ways according to the ways of King David, or he did mm-hmm. not walk yeah. in my ways according the, to King the David. standard bearer. Yeah, he yeah. was a standard bearer. Yeah. So it's a it's an incredible appointment. Yeah, that starts out with a bit of disappointment. Yeah, nope, you can't build it. Now, the other thing, and I know I'm talking a lot, and then I'll let you just jump in wherever you want. When you think about what kings dream about or, you know, thoughts that go through their minds, and, you know, Solomon might have been women and wisdom. Yeah. You know, Nebuchadnezzar might have been, I'm all powerful. Aren't I a big deal? Yeah. We saw how that worked out for him. But, and you could go right down all the kings of the world what do they dream about? You know, I'm going to use a really bad guy, Hitler. Mm-hmm. What did he dream about? World yeah. domination. Yeah. Uh, cleansing the world of a, a race of people. Um, all these crazy things that kings might dream about. And, you know, or buildings, you know, Solomon's temple, that's a cool building. But if you look at, you know, different people through the years, they built lots of stuff, you know. Uh, the the fortress at uh, uh, um, was that place Masada yeah. uh, or you know whatever it was yeah. they dreamed about building these things, but David when he sat around and dreamed he dreamed about God yeah and I just think it's that is an incredible inspirational insight into who David was. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. thought that was cool too. Yeah, birthed out of that intimacy that he had, that he models that so well of being in the pasture, writing songs to God, and from that he carried it through and the whole still thing. Still, he's now he's king and he's got it all going. Yeah, we do know that he has, you know, a fall, a weak spot later, and Nathan yeah. is the prophet that comes to him, calls him out, on and it. calls him out later yeah. on. But when he stopped dreaming about God and God things, mm-hmm. he fell into trouble. Yeah. And so I just think it's a great way to yeah. really think about Taking our minds. Taking his eye off the yeah. ball and didn't go out to war. You know, that's what we see with Bathsheba is that at a time when kings should be out to war, David was at home on his throne and looking at the roofs. He uh, wasn't fulfilling his purpose. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. No, so what not. really stood out to me, because I just have buildings on the brain, is I like this <laughs> idea, is God is saying in these verses, 
hey, why haven't you built me a beautiful cedar house? Is he talks about this idea of having this thing that's more than a building. And you've gotten a chance to travel quite a bit, Pastor Dan, and you've seen when you've gone to, you know, around the world is see these things and you don't want them to be a mausoleum is we've talked about that. Some churches now are really just big echo chambers that are like, you know, something that shows what happened in the past is churches are meant to be used and be active. And you know, that that's what they're there for. But I love this idea of the legacy that we see here. And you touched on it is putting down roots, putting down something that's more permanent that people can see. And even this idea of, Taste and see that the Lord is good is that when you can see a beautiful building or see that is it's not just a building, but it's a place where marriages are restored or it's places where families can get back together. People get set free from addiction and it's so much more than buildings and seats, but it's really, hey, this is where lives are changed. And it makes me excited to think about David, as you pointed out, is able to be a part of something so much more is it's, it's not just here. Like I look at my kids and you, we had talked at the beginning of the program about being at the Vieira campus. I've, I've been there for like nine years. We've been perm or been, we've been portable for almost 10 years. February will be 10 years. And my kids have grown up pushing boxes and setting up, you know, play panel walls and setting chairs out every week. And that's their legacy. And honestly, they love it is if I ever threaten to not bring them there at 7am on a Sunday, it's a fight. They're like, I'm not going to get to church late. Like I want to be there early and be a part of that and be there to the end. I have to drag them out the door at one o'clock because they're like hanging out with their people, but it's the being a part of something bigger than yourself. And that's what's neat with David is it is something that's long lasting. Yeah. And read verse 10 from the New Living for me, if you would. Absolutely. Because I read it from the yeah, King James. Verse 10 says, And I will provide a homeland for my people, Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Homeland. That's interesting. Yeah. Mine just says, I will appoint a place for my people. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, they go, oh, the church is not a building. Well, of course it's not. The church is made up of the members of the body of I'm Christ. Uh, but having God has always been into places. Always. I mean, Israel, if you look at Israel on a world map, and it has more, um, it had more effect when everybody had to get around on two or four legs. Yeah. Or wheels or, you know, that type of thing. Israel is a land bridge between three continents. That's crazy. And so when God picked Israel, uh, it was an incredibly valuable, strategic place. Napoleon said, anyone who does any major conquering has to conquer Megiddo or the Battle of Armageddon, that place, the top of Israel, everybody that came to go to Africa or go to you know, it Asia, you had to go through there. If you wanted to go take Europe, you had to go through there. We're going to have to take a break and go through that. And we'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age 
or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Pastor Christian, go ahead and share that again. I loved what you had oh, said. I say again, we talked about it during the break. Yeah, I loved what you had said in the first part of the program is disappointments are his appointments. And David is that standard bearer. But the great thing about the Bible is it doesn't hold back is that he blew it. He messed up at times. And it's easy. I'm a dad of three kids. I'm a husband that's trying to do the best that I can. But we mess up sometimes. And if you feel like, hey, why even try? Because I can't do it perfect. It's like, no, we just we get up each day and we're just going to try a little bit harder and let God lead us that way. And David did that as a great example is don't feel like you have to have it exactly right as God calls 
those who are, he qualifies those who are called versus. He doesn't call those yeah, who are qualified. qualified right? It's like Paul was, you know, yes, he was the strictest of the Pharisees and he had that, but he was broken and he was a murderer. You know, he did those things and God still used him despite that and yeah, in spite of that good. and maybe because of those things. So just know that God has got a plan. Even if you have messed up, hey, welcome to the club. Even if you've done things wrong, you're in good company. God wants to use you in spite of all that. Well, you know, that's really good news because if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't be <laughs> doing what I do or yeah. get to be involved in where I'm involved. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be married anymore. I wouldn't yeah. have the privilege of raising four kids. I wouldn't have uh, ministry because I'm not a, uh, a perfect person by any means. The other thing that I think was really cool in this chapter, when he says, I'll be a father to him, if he commits iniquity, I will chasten him. Yeah. But my mercy, I think the NLT said my favor, I like that word, my mercy or my favor shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul. And I think that's really a a kind of a picture of the New Testament as well. God doesn't give up on you just because we're broken. He continues to work with us to fix our brokenness. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, Christian. See you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breast Podcast.